Fellas, are you guys ready for this week? Because time's either about to get real, real steep, or man, maybe we're not. Maybe we're not as bad as we think we are. Maybe we can find our way back out of this thing, man. And that's kind of why I let out that exhaustion whoop there, man. Because this, this is kind of the moment, man. Right? I mean. I don't think there's any question about this. Coming off a bye, night game, a team that you probably sh- should be able to, if you put it together a good plan, win against even on the road. Um, a team you beat twice already in Neil Brown's era. So all these things are in your favor, right? Can we get it done? Thanks, fellas. I- I- I'm sorry. I had to get that out. Like, I want to hear what you guys have to say as well, though. I'm Zach, I know you'll defer unless you don't want to defer this week. I always give you the option. No, nah, give it to me. Um, I, <laughs> oh, he's, he, I don't know what CJ, what's going on here? He deferred. Or he uh, didn't defer. I can't uh, believe he, it. He, he wants to take the ball and score some points. I deferred to defer. Hey, enter Dana, man. Pull out his shocker visor, I think, right there. <laughs> Somebody needs to give me that. Christmas is coming up. Give me that right. visor. <laughs> give me that visor. Sling it around. But, uh, Zach, let, let, let's hear it, buddy. Man, I just – I don't know what to think. Um, I know I'm hopeful. I know coming off this bye week, I would like to think that things are sorted out and that we'll have, you know, stuff sorted and we're ready to go get a win in Fort Worth. But I just don't know. And it freaks me out. But I'm hoping that that kind of makes, you know, everything okay. Because normally when I'm excited and think things are going to be okay, they're not okay. So hopefully I'm playing a little reverse psychology with myself and the universe. We'll see what happens. But I'm – I'm excited to see what they can do. Hopefully it's for the for the best. You're sick, but I love it. I am. I'm sick in the head. This is what yeah. happens whenever you cheer for West Virginia sports. I, I'd agree. I'd agree, man. But I, I kind of like your mindset. Weirdly enough, I like your mindset. Um, CJ, where, where's your mindset at right now? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of in two camps. One is DJ. You're in two camps. Well, he, here's here's why I say that is is I don't know really what happened Saturday because with with the whole trust the climb thing, like I've I've already kind of believed this to be you know like a five year plan. Like it right? Okay. It's it because it, it, it's going to take time. You know he didn't. Right, and we know that, done. and he's told us that. So right. So there's there's that. I, I I'm all, I've already geared myself into that. You know this is this is a five year thing. My big thing for me is is win or lose. I want to see fire. I want to see effort. I want to see heart. Like something we have not seen now really for for two weeks for two yeah. games. I, I, I want to see the effort. I want to see like because you could we can talk X's and O's and we will. You know, but before you could do any of that, you got to go out and punch people in the mouth. Like, go out, punch people, show some effort, show some fire, show some passion, and then let's and then we can get into the rest of it. But if they don't do that, then the X's and O's aren't going to matter. X's and O's. But if we don't come out, we don't punch people in the mouth, we don't show fire, we don't show passion, we don't show heart, then the X's and O's and none of the schematics matter. Yeah, I, I, CJ, brilliant point because I think it's 100% correct, right? 
they've got to they've got to bring their own bring their own guts Dabo style right like we talk about Neil kind of having that that Dabo feel right he's got to have one of these moments with this team he's got to get back to playing old gold and blue football Don Neal and style right wear the old school you know road jerseys there on Saturday night for the whole nation to see um I, I think you got to I think you've got to get back to that bring bring your rich bring what Rich Rod did you know with with the rope man have everyone be accountable to one another play tough hard-nosed football be able to run the football we know that's what they're trying to do this week we know TCU likes to do that too if you stop their running game and make Doug and beat you we can win this football game I don't think there's any question about it um if we don't it's really going to be difficult I think yeah. that's the key to this game, right? I mean, I don't think there's any question that we're gonna have to win this game on defense, and but we can win this game on defense. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. You know, it, it's the old AJ sport. agrees. She wants to get after the dogs on defense. <laughs> I hear you, girl. All you right. Know, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it is. It's the old Dabo thing. You know, we 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 can give you everything, but we can't give you heart. AJ. We can't give you passion. We can't give you anything else you got to bring your own guts you know you be byog yep. but I give you nice uniforms i can't give you guts and i can't give you heart and tonight hey it was byog bring your own guts and and that and i'm and that's the thing is, is defensively if you can get after it you can punch people and and you can stop the run make Doug and beat you I think you tip your hat to that. If 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 he slings it over the yard and he beats you, you tip your hat and you move on. But for me, it is literally comes down to: did they show passion? Did they show heart? Did they show a willingness to fight? This this is the moment. Can yeah. you show up? And because even if you lose, okay, fine. But show up, show show some heart, show some passion. I think that's that's been the just absolute mind boggle thing from Baylor and. Really, you know, the first half against Texas Tech, like where I, was it? You know, I'm even going to say I, I'm going to give him a little bit of a passing. The more and more I've watched that game, I say the first quarter, and then we kind of figured out and turned it on. But our, but, but because we play such limited possessions offensively, the Garrett Green drive didn't work out, and then Daggy just was not in a rhythm still yet, and it cost us. And they got the 17th point with the field goals there at the end of the half. Unfortunately for us. I, 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 now, Baylor game, they didn't show up at all. But Texas Tech, I think after the first quarter, we did. But, it, man, you just can't get down like that. No. That's all there is to it. You have to play four quarters. And we definitely did that day. And we need to see that fire and passion, like you said. And if we don't see it, Saturday could be a long night. I think, I mean, Zach, I know we, like you said, you're anxiously optimistic, but not really um, in your mindset. I think we're going to play our best football game of the season. I really do. Because we have to. That's now boils down to if we don't, we're we're in trouble. I mean, I guess it comes down to do you have faith in them to be able to kind of get themselves off the mat here with a week to do it in a bye, or do you think you see more of the same? I mean, it's it's it, it is a matchup that we can definitely find a way to win. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think TCU isn't isn't necessarily a phenomenal football team. Um, and I think the four-and-a-half line stinks, and I'm probably going to be on West Virginia plus four-and-a-half just for the record. Just saying. Not a bad pick. Not a pick I would make because it seems like every time I make a pick for a team, I'm 
I have vested interest in, it just bites me. So I'm not doing that anymore. But <laughs> you you feel free to go for it. Um, I I think it's absolutely a winnable game. I think it's a game we should be able to pull out and hopefully will. I I look at the depth chart changes they made during the past week and a half. And while I wasn't expecting wholesale changes because you really, you know, you can't make those changes with the depth that we have. And, you know, in all honesty, in most areas, it seems like the guys who should be playing are playing. But it just, I don't know. I'm so confused by this team. I'm confused by what they're going to look like the second half of the season. At the end of the day, I just kind of have to see what they're going to do on Saturday. And hopefully it's an indicator in a positive way for the rest of the season. Because I feel like whatever happens Saturday is going to be basically a litmus test for what you're going to see the rest of the season. Because you, this is your only bye week you've got this season to try and get things fixed. If you're not making improvements after this, you may not. I mean, and while I agree with you, Zach, and on, on that, I do think there is a chance for it to be kind of different in later games because just the Garrett Green situation and how that could kind of affect the team and kind of the feel of the team, right? Um, but I do think you make a great point about this kind of being the litmus test for the team um, because this is the, the bye week is the opportunity to change things. And so maybe schematically you draw a couple of different things up. Maybe, like you said, Garrett Green, you know, got a little bit more of the package. We continue to keep seeing him get parts of the package. Maybe he got even more of it this week. Um, so, like you said, this could be the best chance to see what we're like for the rest of the year. But I do think Deggy's still involved um, more this night than probably he will be maybe even later games, especially if we take an L here Saturday night. Yeah, and I think there's another <clears throat> kind of interesting thing to think about, too, as we, as we go on not only to this game but the rest of the year <clears throat> is – you look at all the, the the prognostications that are done at the beginning of each year, right? <clears throat> and the, the top two things that are always listed is, one, did your quarterback come back? And then two is offensive line. Like how many starts that you have around that offensive line. We've talked about this offensive line is young. Well, they're just they're, – they're getting more reps. They're getting more snaps. They're getting more – more time and I think that's definitely something to kind of keep an eye on does it start to gel does it start to look like hey they're getting this thing in the right direction I think that's fair I think that's fair CJ you know to kind of have that opinion is like where where are they at you know and I mean I think there's reason to believe that we'll probably you know be on track but there's also reasons to think maybe that you know we won't I mean, the offensive line is the big question, right? But, I mean, you're not improving that overnight, and we all know that. No, and, it, and I'm not looking for, you know, massive jumps of improvement. But you, do we start to see them gel? Do we start to see the potential of what this line could be moving forward down the road, especially into next year? I mean, we're going to have to continue to see it. Week in and week out. And I think we will continue to see improvement all the time. I mean, I think that's the one question a lot of people have, right? You see a lot of people question the line all the time. Are we are, are we all sold on on Coach Moore? I, I, I find it hard to put too much on that because the offensive line is so young. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's they're young, and I I, I don't want to. Oh, he's not the guy. And I, and I heard somebody say, "Well, we ought to just you know take the checkbook down and and get Rick Trickett." And it's like, okay, guys, at Glenville, they're not really offensively juggernauts down there either. So I don't know how much of that you can put on the coaching because great players make great coaches. Like we've we know this. I, I, with I think this this Neil his staff this team they're young they need time this is not we're not we weren't going to walk in and win a national championship in two three years like that just was never the realistic possibility but sometimes it feels like we get that way and it's like just calm down let's take this let's see what happens let's let, let's not do stupid drastic crap just because we're prisoners of the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I don't really know why we would do any drastic or prisoner of the moment type moves right now anyway, right? I mean, right. It's, year, it's year essentially one with an asterisk of Neil Brown's career right now. I mean, due to COVID and due to how bare the cover was left by Dana and the and, people and it's that not, think it wasn't don't know better and they're not even worth really discussing. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, this is an OC struggling to do the day-to-day things as a head coach. This is a guy that's been a head coach. He's won. He knows what he's doing. Let's just kind of take a chill pill and let's relax and understand that this this is a process. You know, nowhere did he ever say, hey, yeah, we're going to trust the climb. We're going to be there in three years. You know, anybody who's ever mountain climbed or done any kind of rock climbing knows it's not easy. It's It's slow and it's steady, and you just have to kind of work your way through it. CJ, I was about to go with a slow and steady and a new complete like a song lyric there, but it didn't <laughs> it didn't quite pop. I don't know. The melody didn't come into the head there fully. Um but man, I'll tell you what though. See and let's I mean I mean we're still in the big picture mode as we're kind of into this game because and, and we, we can't do that. Like you said this CJ, I get why you feel the way you feel. Zach, I do want to get your opinion here real quick though. If we if we lose this game, where are you at with Neil Brown right now? Do you need to continue to see it this season? Are you really kind of like, man, next year's the year. We got to go. What, how are you feeling about it? Because I think, you know, me and CJ are definitely more in the camp of, okay, we got to give him time. But I feel like you've been leaning a little bit toward maybe I'm getting a little more frustrated with Neil on a weekly basis. No, not at all. I'm, okay. I'm okay. very, I'm very much the opposite. I, and not in the camp of so many other fans. Of maybe it's the GG thing, and that's that's maybe where you've been at more. That's really the only frustration I have. And at the end of the day, I understand why he isn't going with Garrett because at this point, he obviously has doubts about what he can do with the full time starter position. And I'm fine with that. I always subscribe to the notion that the coaches that are there every single day seeing these guys are going to have a much better impression of what needs to be done than we are. That's just the <laughs> end of the story. Yeah, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, so Leave I'm not no doubt tonight. I'm not I'm not on him at all. Anybody who says this seat should be warm, I'm very dubious of their intelligence level as far as this thing is concerned. I absolutely agree. Now, here here's the question though, right? I think we do kind of have to ask this question. When when does the seat potentially start getting warm? Um, I think if they lose every game the rest of the way of the season, you could say it starts to get warm. But even then, I think that you give them time. Obviously, next year will be a show-me year, but I don't see that happening. I don't see them losing the next six games. But that's an extreme scenario. I'm just saying he needs to have the time to get a full recruiting cycle in and then start judging the guy. 
Yeah, because I mean, and and so much has changed in the social media era because everybody has an opinion and everything, and it and it's such a results based business, you know. But I went, I, I heard something, and I kind of went back and looked. Look at Frank Beamer's like first five, four or five years at Virginia Tech. They weren't real good, right? But they gave him time. They let him get his kids in, kind of get things figured out and rolling. And then we all know what Virginia Tech's success under him was. Wow, CJ. Now, granted, going with a with a Beamer ball, you made Zach leave. (laughs) You made him leave. Now, granted, the beginning of the beginning of Frank Beamer um, at Virginia Tech was well before Zach was even a a, probably even a thought of because I wasn't even around then at the beginning of Beamer. Um, But man, that's I mean, times are different, obviously, CJ. But I get where you're coming from, man, because. Yeah, times are different. And bad as Neil, as bad as some people are on him right now, like even in Zach's scenario, let's just say this season we finish the year worst case scenario, we go four and eight. So now he's got a five and seven in year one when who knows how he even pulled that off. Then you have a six and four, you know, in a bowl win in COVID, in a weird COVID year. You come back and you're four and eight. Now, this next year would be. He would be rather hot, and he'd need to do well. But I also don't think even in year four you'd have to pull the plug if you saw signs of progress. Like, people got to be somewhat realistic um, when they start kind of going on that level. Correct. And here's the other thing, too, to kind of keep in mind is is this was Shane's hire. So Shane's going to give him a little bit more leeway because this Mm -hmm. was Shane's hire, and Shane does want to get it right. So I think, you know, you get a little bit of leeway there and knowing that, you know, the AD that's currently there and is going to be there for a while, hopefully, this was his guy. So he's, he's, he's going to probably give Neil a little more rope than, say, if it was an AD who didn't hire Neil. Well, and you know what else, too, though? Let's, let's kind of think about this, too. Like, Neil's, Neil's essentially your first, first recruiting class comes in and has to deal with COVID. I mean – that's not necessarily an easy situation to have to deal with. Um, the lost offseason. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. I mean, so then this is kind of the freshman year for a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and we won some games last year that I think we were kind of fortunate to be in, and our defense was phenomenal. And our defense is good again this year. I think we just had a, a really, really bad game versus Baylor, and they had a great plan. And then we kind of self-destruct do what we always do, right? But I feel like this team is still has a chance to to kind of prove us wrong and win a couple football games this year, and and, and maybe make Neil Brown um, not kind of have that, have those piranhas coming after him as much heading into the offseason in year four. Yeah, correct. And then let's also not forget too going into that COVID year, and we've we've talked about it a little bit too, but not only you had to deal with that COVID issue and not getting the true off season and, and the true camps and all that, but he had to migrate that minefield. That was the whole Vic Coning thing. That's true. Right. Wrong right, or indifferent. You're second right. year in and you're having to, to navigate that minefield that yeah, I think that and that can mess with staff continuity and everything else that goes on with it. And it obviously That's, did. It was a funky sense. situation. And then, I mean, you also think about this year, and I think that's some some people got to think about too. Man, we lost it, Tyke Miller, and excuse me, Tyke Miller. Wow, at this point in time, they might as, it might as well be Tyke Miller because of what's happened to those two guys, Tyke Smith and Drayshawn Miller, both in that secondary. 
lost off that team. Now, granted, neither one of you saw the field other places, but man, you had to replace those guys. And they were both really, really good last year on that defense. Um, right. And it was, well, and he did a good job. Coach too, and a die. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it, those things, and I don't think we really talked about that or really even kind of gave it that kind of thought the way maybe we should have in the preseason. I mean, in the defense has been great. Uh, there's no question. So, I don't know. It's just, it's been a rough start. We obviously know that. I don't think there's any question. Everyone's frustrated, um, a Mountaineer Nation. But at the same time, I think there's reasons to continue to, to buy in and and be and be optimistic. And I think Saturday night is a great opportunity for us to get back on that horse and and kind of kind of prove and show what this program can be in the future. Because then I think it gives you opportunities from there. That I and you know what and, and that gets us to the Iowa State game. I want to talk about this real quick, fellas. That kickoff at two o'clock on ESPN Plus. Whew, I mean, were we wrong when we predicted that uh, when we did our projections for that? I mean, could, could that have been any weirder? I'm glad it's not noon. At least take the two hours. But goodness gracious, uh, just an interesting, uh, interesting time and uh, kind of I think could could be unfortunately take away some of our advantage in that game in terms of a home crowd not the kind of spooky kickoff time i was hoping for yeah yeah it is it is kind of a of a funky one and i think as you see more streaming things become prevalent and available it's gonna be kind of a funky window that i think you're gonna see a little bit of i want to hit you guys with this little bit of a trivia question can you tell me the last time west virginia had a two o'clock kickoff I only know this because I listened to three guys, so hopefully Blaine didn't and he knows it. <laughs> a two o'clock kickoff? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, trying to rack my brain here and thinking it's been a long time. I, now, let me ask CJ, just, just to kind of be fair, I haven't got to listen this week, so I don't, I'm not there yet um, on this. Can, can I at least say, is it older or younger than me? And it, I was it's younger than you. Okay, so I was around for it. Yes. It's younger than a preschooler. <laughs> younger than a preschooler. Yep. <laughs> nice little tease there, Zach. Okay. <laughs> well, it's obviously a bowl kickoff. Nope. A two o'clocker. Mm-hmm. A James Madison? Out of boy. 2019, James Madison. Good call. Okay. Hold on. That was a season opener. Was it two o'clock? Yep. That year? I was there for that. And I still don't know if it was at two o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it is kind of that. Tell about window, that day, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it is kind of that funky window. I was there for that one as well. Um, I was there with my girl, Eva, and my dad. Um, but it, it is kind of a funky one. Um, but like I said, I think with kind of the streaming services and the way you're seeing those take over, I, I could see that being a little bit more of an interesting window. And it also. Mm-hmm. If you're You'll a probably fan, get it at least once a year when you have to get that game on there exclusively. Better well, than you're, in my opinion. Yeah, and if you're a fan, think I'd about agree, it. Zach. You know, it's Although not. I a, love the Nooners, but you know, I love them. <laughs> yeah, but think about this though: if you're a West Virginia fan, that that two o'clock's not bad because if it's new kickoff, depending on where you're coming from, you're up really early to get there on game day. If, if you're not staying, it makes it manageable, honestly. Yeah, and and you mm-hmm. get out of the stadium what five forty five? At worst. Know. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, that, if you're a fan, it's actually kind of a nice little, nice little time slot. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too opposed to it, honestly, considering that neither team, although if Iowa does get that win um, in comeback fashion there, uh, or it gets that win against um, Iowa, if, they, if Iowa State comes back and gets that win this week at home, the clone alerts against uh, the number eighth ranked Oklahoma State, I could see potentially Iowa State getting into the polls. And then we can mm. maybe get a little upset of a ranked squad uh, Agreed. on on the streaming service and kind of get me on the boys back together maybe after a TCU win. Maybe I'm tipping my hand um, to get the four and four. Would love that with Oklahoma State coming in. Just saying, who knows? Who knows, right? Um, that's what I that that's the dream scenario, right? At this point in time in the season, guys, let's let's dive, dig in a little more exclusively into this TCU game, seven thirty ESPNU. Um, how are we feeling, and do we know the announcers at this point, CJ? Um, I, the announcing crew. I was actually <clears throat> seeing if I could figure that out. For that, I mean, I love that it's at night. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I agree. Good day of college football watching them without any stress or, you know, any bad feelings in case we were to lose one early. We just get to go in happy into a 7.30 game and hopefully sleep well afterwards. Yeah, well, it'll be well-spirited, you know, kind of <laughs> feeling good for sure. Um, it's, let's see here, it is going to be Brian Hooster, I think is his name. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Say it with your chest, CJ. Say it with your chest. Say it with my chest. All right, here we go, because I'm getting it pulled up for you right now. Uh, yeah, it's Brian Custer, uh, Kelly Stouffer, and Lauren Sisler on the call. She'll be Lauren will be on the sidelines, so you got Brian and Kelly in the back. General Kelly, Brian Custer. I actually kind of like Kelly uh, Stouffer. Like, he's a weird one, but, I, but for some reason when you hear his games, he's actually not that bad. Um, so, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm excited for the uh, – you know, going to be at the guys' night out there, um, I believe, on a Saturday night. Uh, so that that'll be fun. Hopefully, the Mountaineers bring a good effort to go along with it. Uh, man, going to be dressed like I'm going to the MECJ, just to let you know, just the way it, way it's going to happen. Um, uh, but I, I'm going to be watching this one from uh, New Jersey, headed up uh, my girl's birthday. Oh, uh, back in Jersey, set. the old yeah, turnpike that then, Saturday. Yeah, yeah they're. Their birthday uh, is actually on Thursday. Um, you got to love the night party. game, though, man. It allows everyone to get to do what you need to do, even to if you need to. You know, your, yeah, your, your it, day is, you know, if, if you want to watch college football, you can. But if you got other things, you got to do other things, you know. Yeah, so their party's at 1230, uh, be in and out. So, yeah, I definitely have some time to, to catch uh, some of the 330 games, maybe some of the end of the 1230s and or the nooners and then – you know, obviously get locked and loaded for, for the night game. So, um, oh, you, so you'll be there all weekend then. I mean, you're you're locked and loaded from the start. So, this has on your game. You'll, you'll have a feel of what the Saturday feels like already when you come yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my phone will be on me and we'll we'll be watching. Of course, their, their party is taking place at a bowling alley, which will have TVs, and I guarantee you I will be sneaking in looking at the doors. <laughs> well, sounds like it. Um, I mean – here, here's the thing that you got to think about for this game. And, and Zach, I kind of want to get your feelings on it. How much of Garrett Green are we going to see? Because we know that TCU does struggle against quarterbacks that can move. Yeah, if that's the case. And then I'd like to see more of him than not. But obviously, you see the death chart come out 
unsurprisingly, Daigie is still at the top of it for the quarterback position. But I would like to think that they're going to mix in more of Garrett Green, especially with that um, that defensive issue that TCU has against mobile quarterbacks. So if you want to split it up into percentages, I would at least like to see it be 65-35, get Green some more touches just to see what you can do, mix in some packages, try to get TCU on their heels. You know just something I heard that was very interesting? Use that, it to your advantage. Yeah, and something I heard that was very interesting Neil said during his press conference um, was mentioning Garrett Green being the number two rusher. It was almost like, you know what, we're going to use this guy because we have to use him in the run game. Like, there's no other option, and it also allows Letty. Especially if the offense is flowing well when he's in the football game. I just had that feeling because TCU, you know, their rush defense this year has been a little porous compared to normal. And I think that we want to stab if we can. I don't think there's any question about it. I totally agree. And we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum how much Letty benefits from having Garrett Green out there on the field. Those option plays are much more effective for Letty whenever they can't just collapse on him. So that's another thing that we'd have to look forward to as far as that's concerned. So hopefully we can do that, get Letty in a rhythm, get Green to pile some yards, maybe even let him rip one a couple, one or two down the field, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Let your boy GG run wild, Zach. Well, you, know what, hey, you know what else, too? Justin, you know, we've seen now Johnson's back out there. Um, and so Anderson has also practiced now a few times. So maybe – can we maybe see him get a look? I doubt it trying to not burn his red shirt but i mean anything's possible down down the home stretch may want to get him some carries see what you got with him but i'm sure they won't let him lose too much i mean here's the thing these guys can play four games out of the last six right and not burn those red shirts i think we're gonna see him a little bit more um toward the back end of the season for sure um you know and man think about this rule if we still have martel petaway back in the day uh that would have been a nice, nice thing to have. Although he, he left anyway, um, <laughs> for Middle Tennessee State at that. Uh, and we look at this game. What is the number one factor, Zach, that you kind of feel like we've got to do Saturday to win the football game? Well, if we're not going to score points, we got to stop them from scoring points. One thing they really love to do, even though Duggan's been throwing the ball really well, we got to keep them from running it down our throat. We got to keep Duggan contained. And Zach Evans, their young stud running back, I believe he's going to be back for this game. He was out against Oklahoma last week. So we got to keep them contained as best we can. Of course we wouldn't get to dodge that bullet, right? Of course not. He is probable this week. So we're going to have to deal with him. And if we can if we can keep them from running down our throats, hopefully the corners can hold up. Hopefully Porter has gotten some good coaching the past couple of weeks and won't get burned like he did against Baylor. Obviously, Fortune's been playing well, so – we got a little bit of change in the defensive backfield with Matthews taking the spear position over. Um, I guess Scotty Young's dealing with an illness maybe that kept him out against Baylor. I don't know if that's something that's carrying over. I'm not really sure 100% what the situation is there, but Jackie Matthews is the starter at spear now. Um, But he was definitely definitive in saying that Scotty Matthews is still on the team. That was one thing. Scotty Young was very much adamant in, but just that he was excited to see what Jackie Matthews could do. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting uh, situation there. I think Jackie's plenty capable, but it also takes away depth of your other positions in the defensive secondary. So 
something we really can't afford. Hopefully we don't experience any injuries against TCU there or anywhere for that matter, but that'll, that'll be a big deal. But stopping them in the run game will be a, a major factor trying to, trying to keep the ball out of their hands and giving us as many opportunities as possible to score it. Cause God knows we need them. I mean, but you said how many, you said giving ourselves more opportunities to get it in our hands to score, but we play such a limited possession game, Zach. Do you think we're actually going to try and get up more opportunities this, this week? I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I think the more opportunities we get, the better, but they may just try to burn it. It may be a, three-hour game it's just it's hard to tell what they'll try and do yeah lean cj which way well i was i mean is that kind of hit on things that i i was thinking there there's three things that really jump out at me one he was talking about points and that's you know our ability to to score points in the red zone right not come away with field goals but actually put the thing in the end zone Got to get much better at that. We've talked about that. You take out the LIU game, and it's it's bad. So that that's got to happen. The, the the turnovers have got to stop. We're negative six there at some point. Not necessarily always creating them, but we got to stop turning it over ourselves. Um, and the big one for me is, as I look at it, is is third down. We're thirty nine percent on third down. Got to find ways to keep drives alive. That's going to be huge on Saturday staying on the field, limiting their possessions and scoring points. I mean, that's kind of always been a key for us, but I I just feel like the third downs for us have been awful. We just, we can't find ways to keep drives alive. And some of that's penalties, which we've got to clean up as well. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think CJ, there's no doubt about it. We got to clean up the penalties. Um, And if we don't, it's going to definitely do this on on Saturday. Um, man, I, I don't know, CJ. I mean, I, I'm definitely with you in terms of the red zone as well. I mean, I think that's – there's no other way around it. I mean, if you take out the LAU game, what, 18 times and nine, nine touchdowns, and we played six games? I mean, I don't know I repeated that because I think it's worth repeating. Like, we're only averaging about a touchdown and a half a game versus – big boy football teams that's not getting it done we got to get better we have to get better and i i don't think there's any question that that's been the focus all all off you know all off week because we're we're moving the ball and i mean daggy's leading the conference in passing yards i mean he hasn't been bad i mean we've our offense has moved the ball at times we just don't finish down there and because we don't finish it puts our defense in even worse positions and I mean, man, we we absolutely have to start finishing some of these drives off because it's putting our defense in such a terrible spot. Um, I think we'll finally finish in the red zone. I think we have to finish in the red zone, and they've been working on it for the last couple of weeks, and I think that's where Garrett Green comes in, Zach. I think they're definitely going to use him a lot down there. I think Neil's starting to feel a little more comfortable with him, him in the reads, uh, especially the run reads, and I think – you know, you look at it and you say, I mean, you got a bye week worth of being able to work on red zone offense, and I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did with Garrett Green, and I think we got to take our chances with him Saturday in the red zone especially. Yeah, and can we not call a timeout on our first offensive possession this week? <sighs> that would be nice. That would be nice. 
I mean, I say that a little tongue in cheek. I mean, at the same time, like Neil was, Neil was mad about the clock and all of that. But I mean, those those are those are mental mistakes that we have got to find ways to clean up. And I understand you're going to have some penalties. It's it's the mental ones that I think at this point are are suffocating. Yeah, when when you when you when you have that happen to you on the first play, that just that's one that stands out and people can really talk about it. And man, this guy's unorganized. He doesn't know what's going on. He's not a power five coach. Yeah. And I, and I don't think, yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's completely fair, but you know, kind of at the same time, you're right. People are going to kind of look at it and talk about it. It's just, it, it's one of those mental things. It, it's those mental penalties that, that are easy fixes. And those are the things that I think we've, we've got to get better at them with you. Clean those things up. Score score touchdowns in the red zone, and and we should be okay Saturday. Yeah, I agree, CJ. I think if we score touchdowns in the red zone Saturday, we win the football game. I don't think there's any question about it. If we don't, man, I think we open ourselves up to a whole can of worms, um, and potentially really, really, really seeing what GG can do. I, I think Zach at that point in time against Iowa State. At that point, you're going to have to make a true decision because at that point, it may be a business decision. If you lose this game and don't go Garrett Green against Iowa State, you may have an outrageous uproar. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like if if you think about it, it's kind of like just give the fan base kind of what they want real quick, Neil, Um, in a game that nobody else is going to see if they don't have ESPN Plus. And if they proved – he proves you – Let's put if he doesn't play well, then it proves you're right, and maybe people lay off you a little bit more. Um, the Brad Smiths of the world, it's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. You know, I want to talk about that real quick, fellas. Uh, not again, no, no, I think we need to real quick because, um, the the job done by uh, Brandon Lowe and those guys, I thought was pretty, pretty spectacular. I know CJ, you, you, you were cued in on this. Oh yeah. Kind of give us Reader's Digest real quick. Cause I, I actually didn't have it listened to it. Well, the Reader's Digest version of it basically is Brandon's kind of been saying what we've, or especially I've been saying for the last couple of weeks is, and that's to get the hell off of his page, stop listening to him, stop reading his stuff, stop clicking on his stuff. He, he went off and it's about time that somebody else did as well. Um, yeah, I'm glad know, Brandon's very tied in. Um, he's a good dude. Um, my dad's actually hosted his, hosted his show with him a couple of times. Um, you know, and, and basically, I mean, Brandon called him out and said, you know, he's he's a clickbait artist. He's not, you know, a journalist by any stretch of the imagination. He's just here to stir up crap and to light fires where they don't need to be done and, and to get the hell off his stuff. And I hey, CJ, do Brandon. that again. You had some had some background. OK. Um, from which part? Probably from your dad. Okay. Um, you know, my dad's you know, works for that uh, company. He's had the opportunity to uh, host Brandon's show with him. Um, Brandon's a very good, solid dude. Um, and he, he came out and said flat out, stop. He's not a real journalist. He's not tied in. He's just trying to light fires, get off his page, stop listening to him, stop following him. And I applaud Brandon for it because we've said it, you know, 
he's he's literally out there to stir up crap, get the hell off his stuff. And if he wants to live in a miserable world, let him, but there's no reason the rest of us should be supporting it. Hey, it was, it was well said. It was kind of nice to hear um, it being said. Yeah. And, in I, and, circles as well. yeah and I, and I told Brandon flat out, thank you for that because somebody else finally is saying it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know what? It's just kind of one of those things that, you almost have to you have to look at it real quick, right? And that's definitely, you know, when you kind of get off of the sensationalism is, of it and really get down to it, it's like, what am I really looking at here? And I think people are finally getting wise to um, Mr. Bradley and his kind of uh, clickbait uh, rouge that he calls journalism, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I stopped following his stuff a long time ago. I don't click on any of it. I, and that's it. I think that's I, it. We're done. Yeah. Like Zach said, he didn't even want to go there. But <laughs> I'm glad that we did because let's keep burying this guy. Anybody deserves it, it's him. Yes, absolutely so. Um, I just thought of something. Yeah, hit me. So – Today was my first haircut that I've gotten since we won our last game against Virginia Tech. What that means, I don't know. But <laughs> wow, we're digging deep into this. Maybe you took. Bag. I. Uh, you I know what? Zach? I don't go that long without a haircut. I don't. I don't go a month without a haircut. I was having a hard time getting with my, with my barber, so my uh, my superstition's getting real deep. Yeah, you're digging deep into that bag, son. Hey, I like it though, man. Maybe, maybe the haircut. Uh, get some get some good vibes for us. You know what else too? If we win, do you consider going back again next week to get a cut on a weekly basis there till uh, till we <laughs> lose? Just wondering. I'm gonna have to look into my uh, my haircut schedule here and see see how often I'm getting them versus how much we're winning. Uh, yeah, there might be a correlation causation situation. I mean, now we can't we can't might expect you to keep than... that up with basketball and but yeah, as I say, it might be football, cheaper than I'm therapy, okay with it, right? It might be cheaper than therapy. You might be right. <laughs> Much cheaper than therapy. And speaking of, uh, Zach, talking about we wouldn't make you do it for basketball to cause this correlation. How pumped are you for you, buddy? Are you for it right now? Dude, I'm ready. How about Kobe Johnson getting 16 in the in the scrimmage? That's kind of cool. Looked pretty good. I did not. I was pissed about that. For that not to be streaming anywhere, for there not to be even highlights shown anywhere, I was pretty bummed about that. All we got were Instagram pictures, man. That's, That's all we it. got. Couple Instagram pictures. I saw, a, I saw a pretty sick dunk that Malik Curry had, but other than that, it was very, very minimal. So I'm pretty upset about that. But on a positive note, <laughs> I'm going up there. Obviously, we're going up to Morgantown for the Iowa State game next weekend, they have that scrimmage against Akron, and my sister is going to get us some tickets to go see that. So I don't know if you're going to be up there Friday night. If you if you are, I can see if we can get her uh, hmm. another guest pass for you. I'm very intrigued, buddy. I, hadn't, I just want to get there and see him. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about going up early Friday night, but... Um, Seven. Yeah. That might... Ooh. Mm. That's a little early. That's tough on a Friday night, actually. Hopefully, it'll be on uh, ESPN Plus for me. 
I don't know what they're going to be doing on the, <laughs> as far as that's concerned, but if not, it'll be on local TV, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you're playing a real school, so. And I, and I don't know. I mean, we know how the non-conference package is now. I think that's like an ESPN Plus deal, correct, CJ? Yeah, I think so. Mm. So I will say, a bonus to ESPN Plus is getting Lanny for Terry to call our basketball games. Kind of a dream for a kid who loved the Pirates as a kid, man. There's no doubt about it. Lanny's the man. I mean, kind of. I mean, I like Rob King, but an upgrade over Rob King for sure from the from the Root Sports, Fox Sports, Pittsburgh days. Um, kind of cool him Akron, and Bay doing some of those games. I like it. Yeah, the Akron charity game is going to be on the ESPN Plus Big Twelve now. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, Lanny with some Mountaineer perfect. hoops. Awesome. So, I mean. Fellas, are we at that point now where we look at it and we say, "What do we? Who do we expect to see make the big plays Saturday on offense? Do we have somebody in particular that we think is going to show up big from that receiving core? I think has to be where you look, right? Or is it Gigi? Or is it Garrett Daigie? Maybe. I don't care which one of it, one of them it is. As long as somebody does it, at this point, I'm really just wanting this team to be successful. I think that's all what you know what we all want. But I think if it's going to be a receiver, you want it to be Winston Wright. He's your most versatile guy. He's the guy who's been probably as consistent as most anybody. I'd love to see Bryce Ford Wheaton get back in the mix. I you know we see that he's back at the top of the depth chart in the X spot. Love to see him get back in the groove. Um, Defensively, I'd love to see Mesador wreak havoc on them, get dug in on the ground a couple times. We just we got to score points. We've got to score points. That thirty number looms large. How uh, many do we need to win Saturday? How many do we have to have? I think to if win? you score thirty, you win. But that's I just you're right. What I keep saying over and over again. So I feel like it's losing meaning at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not because. Well, you wouldn't have won Saturday against Baylor with 30. But every well, other game. If we scored 30, maybe they wouldn't have had the ball enough to score 45. Yeah. Good point, buddy. Fair and very true. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I think that's very uh, – the guy for me that I, that's standing out that I think could have a big one, and that's Isaiah Esdale. Um, he's he's been had, playing well. He's, he's been playing very well. Um Deggy seems to trust him, especially in spots where he knows he needs one. Um, you know, because and you're going to mention the names you like you did. You know, right? You know, Winston Wright, Bryce Fort Wheaton. But to me, Esdale has seemed to kind of gain a rapport with with Deggy, and when they need big moments or big plays, he's not afraid to throw it up and let Esdale on those 50-50s go get it. So kind of a Dakeel Shorts type. Yeah, so to me, that's kind of who the guy I'm looking forward to see is, you know, what if if he gets his fair share of targets because you know the defenses are looking at Bryce Ford Wheaton and they're looking at Winston Wright. The, there's an opportunity there for Esdale to really kind of go, you know what, we got more than just these two. And, and we do. I think there's no question about that. And I actually even kind of like Esdale's chemistry that I've seen with Garrett Green. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another another wrinkle to it as well. Um, man, I would love to see Letty um, kind of really have that breakout game um, and kind of get after it. And that would be 
that would be huge um, to see number four kind of really go off there against the Horned Frogs. I think he could. Um, guys, nothing nothing to it but to do it at this point in time. Let's make the calls and kind of um, kind of your Saturday game game day plan, man. You know, um, what's what's the move, CJ? Do you have any traditions yet? I mean, you haven't won any games, so it's not like you really have anything that you can go to and know that you're you know really kind of excited about uh, being able to do. Although you'd be in Jersey, so you might have some old Mountaineer traditions from yesteryear that maybe you kind of want to throw in there. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's game day is going to be kind of funky. I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm going to have my kids that night. Um, but they're, they'll be tuned in and excited. Um, Timothy's becoming a big football guy for me. So, um, yeah, we'll have them. We'll be kicked back. Family affair for the Mountaineers can't be better. Yeah. So we'll have them in the room, uh, kick back, uh, probably order some pizzas. Um, you know, and just kind of have a go to, do you have a go to one down there? Uh, up there, I really don't. Um, probably, I, I I tend to favor some of the local places if I can find them. Um, you know, support local. But um, there they, there's some decent ones up there. I'll have to probably you know check around with some people that you know, obviously live up there and and get a get a hint for the for the best place to go. Get um, someone in the Mountaineer fan group should probably find somebody who's been. Oh been yeah, somewhere from that neck of the woods. Oh yeah, I guarantee it. So um, they have to hit my boy uh, Avon Coborn up and see. So he's he's from up there. So um, Cherry Hill, man. Yeah. So, um, but no, we'll kick back. We'll watch the game. We'll we'll have a we'll have a good old time with it. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, so uh, Zach, I mean, obviously, you know, you've you've got the tr- normal road traditions here this week. No oh, polo boys again this week. I'm assuming though. Back to Jersey at the home setting. Yeah, probably no polo this week. Probably ever again. Ah, <laughs> One man. time I wore, man. We disappointed. Hey, hey I, I don't think you should let that. Guy. I don't think you should let the Texas Tech offensive performance just sway you away quite yet, man. I mean, we almost had one of the best comebacks ever in that thing. Just saying. It's well, tough. And, I was and we are in October. Can 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 go hoodie now? Can go hoodie now? That, that's ooh, that's like. a that's a good call, CJ. You are getting to that time of year where, um, you know, maybe even the quarter zip might kind of yeah. get, get gets out of gets out of style. You might go hoodie or, uh, you know, I oh, know I love old, me. the old traditional sweatshirt, man. Yeah, now I do like the good quarter zip. You you got me there. Hmm. Hey, the crew sweatshirt is a pretty nice little look as well. Gotta say, if you can, if you can pull it off, I will say. Um. So I mean, fellas predictions i mean how we feeling what are we going to be what are we going to be feeling like after the game on saturday night about 11 o'clock at least are we going to be rejuvenated uh zach are you going to defer i'm assuming nope not Ooh, sure as hell not go ahead again twice in one night total total change up here from from our boy here copernicus once once is an occurrence twice is a trend i guess um <laughs> oh here he goes so i'm I'm gonna be optimistic as usual, ever, ever the optimist. I'm gonna say we go to sleep, listening to the good words from Tony Caridi and the boys. Twenty-seven, twenty-four Mountaineers do just enough to pull out a road win in Fort Worth, move in the right direction, and hopefully set the tone to get one at home next week against uh, the Cyclones. But this is a huge, 
huge step in the climb. We're going to see what these guys are made of. So Zach's all about the under. We notice here, but I love I love the pick, Zach. Uh, CJ, what do you think, buddy? Well, I, I I apparently have been drinking the same Kool Aid there as Zach, the ever the optimist. I actually this week I like this team to come out to show fire to show passion. The one thing I said they needed to show, I expect them to see that. I expect us to finish drive, stay on the field, score touchdowns in the red zone. I'm going to say we go to bed. You get done with that night, you're going to hear Caridi, and it's a wonderful – and it's a great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. West Virginia 31, TCU 20. Same number as me, 51. Wow. Just got there a little differently. But, fellas, I I will say, TCU offense of late – been impressive. They've been scoring some points, right? I mean, I've always kind of said Duggan was a guy I didn't really trust. But, man, he's been pretty good this year. And he's a junior, kind of a natural progression, right? right. But I feel like we've got his number. That's what I'm thinking here. Um, and, really, you look at some of some of his games, he hasn't been outstanding either. Um, we got to limit his ability to run the football a little bit. Can't let him go off in the run game versus um, – but I don't think we will. I think we're going to win this game too as well, fellas. I really do. I think we're going to come out and play our best football game of the year. Um, I do think we are going to finish in the red zone. I think we're going to have to kick two field goals because I think we're going to get down there more often than we have of late. I'm going to say West Virginia 30. TCU 17. Mm. Talk about okay. the under. I think we're going to play some good defense there. Although, would I be shocked to see it be like 31-28 we lose or 31-28 we win? Not at all. I think it's going to be a close football game, though. But I I don't know. You know, The more and more you think about it, like Duggan, like Vegas is telling us 56 and a half that it's going to be right there, right? And they're saying that they're going to beat us, mm, what, 30, uh, 32 to 27 or something like that? Something like a 30. I mean, uh, what, would, what would that be? 31, 30 to 27-ish. Yeah, 20, or 56 and a half, I believe. So like 30 the, to 27. Like the four and a half is kind of weird, though. Yeah. That's the oh, part four of and a half like. now? Yeah, it's four and a half. Um, mm. Four and a half there for the Horned Frogs. See, I, I love us on that number, and I love us to win the game. I know I said 30-17, but now I've kind of talked myself out of it. Um, so I'm going to re- read it real quick. Um, fellas, I, I think we're going to get to that 30. I think we're going to finish drives in the red zone. I think we're going to have to kick a couple field goals, though. And I think those couple field goals that we do kick um, – are, are going to end up being the difference in the game. I think we win at 30 to 28. I think Duggan in the passing game will get some big plays. Um, and I, and unfortunately I do think we'll make a mistake or two that might lead to points for them in the end. Mountaineers win at 30 to 28 on Saturday night. It'll be a great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. And we'll sing country roads and, uh, 
be all yeah. kinds of different versions of it coming and, out of and, uh, coming out of Morgantown after that after a big win. Yeah, and one thing to keep an eye on, and this literally not that long ago came across the wire. Duggan's dealing with a foot injury, and they're mm. not really sure. They've got him listed now as probable. Um, Ooh, and that the does change gonna, things. And the question of being is, is he going to be on some kind of uh, snap count? That is interesting. If if Duggan is on a snap count, I mean, they used to have an assortment of goods back there at quarterback. I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what they bring into the table. Um, looking now, I mean – they have a Matthew Downing, who I believe has been in some action. I mean, they carry one, two, three. I mean, they've got seven quarterbacks on the roster here, fellas. I mean, that's a <laughs> wild notion. Wow. Yeah. Seven. Well, hopefully they'll need all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if we're playing that, we're like playing like the Purple People Eaters defense there. That's what we need. Frogs, man. Um yeah, now I will say, CJ, after you telling me Duggan is probable, I might lean here like 30 to 17 Mountaineers playing a little defense there. And especially if Duggan is kind of hobbled, uh, if he does play, um, get after him a little bit, heat him up some on, uh, on Saturday night down there in Fort Worth. Fellas, we're going to hear Mountaineer. We're going to hear Country Roads all night. On Saturday night after Creedy serenades us. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to come in here and actually f- celebrate instead of go to therapy for once. I know you're tired of coming to therapy, Zach. I know. You told me last time I'm charging too much. It's expensive, man. Yeah, it is. It really it really is. Um, <laughs> taxing but, on uh, the wallet, taxing on the soul. It's too much for me. I need a win. It is, too. And I think think we're due for one. And like you said, kind of springboard into that game versus uh, – Versus Cyclones and Brock Purdy, Matt Campbell and company in that funky slot at 2 o'clock. Where if you live in certain parts of West Virginia, uh, you better find some friends that have some good internet. Uh, Till next time, y'all. Take it easy. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. Y'all take it easy. Let's go. Yeah.